The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. We'll get back to some of your comments on how you're dealing with uh, screen time with your kids, maybe your grandkids, maybe yourself. In just a little bit, if you want to keep the conversation going, you can keep it uh, doing that at 6.30, 6.30, and I'll get your comments coming up. Uh, It's interesting how every family kind of handles it differently, and maybe some of them not handling at all. It's just kind of a free-for-all. Do what you want with it. Right now, though, I wanted to talk to you about this. Uh, Some Alberta medical students calling on the province to renew efforts to increase organ donor rates. So 40 medical students from the University of Alberta and University of Calgary met with MLAs at the Alberta Legislature yesterday to advocate for new strategies to educate the public and raise awareness about the need for organ donations. Joining us now is Nike Arbabzada, who is the junior chair of the U of A Medical Students Association. Nike, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Okay, so let me uh, ask you first off, why the push? Why, why do you see the need uh, for things to change on this front? Well, you see, in Alberta in 2017, about 640 Albertans were waiting for an organ transplant. And of that number, 96 Albertans had to withdraw from, the, from that list. Um, and some of them, about 35 of them, passed away in the process. So it is there's a need out there for Albertans and for Canadians at large. So this is a very important topic for us uh, to look into. Yeah, I was reading today that Alberta has one of the lowest numbers of registered organ and tissue donors in the country, and that over the past, I don't know, decade or so, that donor rates have dropped uh, dramatically, even though Alberta Health Services is certainly making it easier for you to just sign up. You can do it online now. So you want uh, the students, uh, the association uh, wants some things to happen, including uh, streamlining the donation process. What would that look like, Nike? Well, our approach um, basically is looking at um, the pre in terms of uh, increasing the donor po- uh, poll, um, pool, sorry, and also uh, post, if you have the donor pool, how can we leverage that to make sure that the transplants, like the system has the capacity to use the donor pool and actually do the transplants. So our recommendations in terms of increasing the donor pools is to create a culture of donation within Alberta. Um, and that just involves public education, public awareness, so that families can speak about this early on and have like an informed decision-making. Um, and then also in terms of streamlining it, the streamlining the process is to include um, death after cardiocirculatory death, um, donation after cardiocirculatory death, and uh, have that pool of patients uh, be included within uh, uh the donor population. So you talk about um, increasing the public education. What more do you think needs to be done on on that front? What more can we do on that front? Well, two things. Um, The first is um, in terms of public education, our websites need to include more information on um, who can be a donor. So for example, uh, this donor after cardiocirculatory death is not included in the majority of our websites, so that can be added on. Um, and then also information and statistics on both the number of donors registered and the number of donations being performed in each of the re- regions would help the public um, gain awareness and appreciate the impact. Mm-hmm. And then uh, secondly, uh, professional training 
So if you have training of the healthcare providers, um, then we have um, uh, trained professionals who can identify patients uh, for potential donations. You, t- you, you keep bringing up this circulatory death, and I'm missing something there. What, what is that? So deceased donors fall into two categories. Uh, there's uh, donation after neurological death, and then there's donation after cardiocirculatory death. Um, and uh, yeah. So neurological. So it was that. Would that be, be like brain death? Brain death. Yeah. Okay. And circulatory death would be what? Um, so the uh, a bunch of physicians have. Uh, come together nationally and made a series of criteria on what constitutes uh, a death, a, a cardiocirculatory death. Okay. Um, and it essentially is when your cardiac uh, health, when your uh, cardiocirculatory health stops and you're unable to provide blood flow to the rest of the body. Okay. Thank you yeah. for that. It's been a long time since a grade 10 science night. <laughs> Thank you so much for explaining that one. Okay. So you had also talked about uh, one of the things on the list was boosting the number of transplant specialists in the province. Um, is there a shortage right now? And um, and, and how, how do we do that? I mean, you've got to have people who are interested going into it. You need to have the, 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 uh, the abilities at the hospitals to do this. How would that play out? So right now in Alberta, um, there are two physician donors um, in serving the entire province, one in Edmonton and one in Calgary. Oh. Um, Ontario has about 60. Um, and our recommendation um, at the initial level was to have one physician donor at each of the ICUs across the province um, to be able to uh, target and identify patients who are either falling under the uh, neurological uh, death or cardiocirculatory death, um, and then we can uh, put, implement the necessary steps to be actually harvest those, do- uh, those organs if those patients are suitable for donation. So you met with the MLAs yesterday at the Alberta Legislature. You've told them this. What was, what was their reaction? Was there interest? Was there any signs of hope that this could happen, that these changes could happen in the future? We were actually very um, inspired by the receptivity and the engagement that the MLAs, as well as uh, Minister Hoffman, um, gave to this topic. Uh, the conversations went very well, and we are hopeful um, that our recommendations will be uh, thought out um, at the Legislative Assembly, um, and some of them will be uh, hopefully uh, implemented. Yeah. Nike, it's interesting. Uh, whenever I've been talking about um, organ donation on this show, and, and right again, right now, as we're having a conversation, I have a text line going over here to my left-hand side, and there's a number of people that are saying, you know, it should be... Um, you know, you should just be automatic donor on death. That that that's that's what it should be. Your thoughts and the association's thought on that. So, um, or have you gone that far? Have you decided to wade into those waters? So that uh, raises the issue of uh, presumed consent mm-hmm. or an opt-in system, which we don't have in Canada that's or right. in Alberta. Um, and uh, a bunch of the countries in the Netherlands do have that. Um, in analyzing our it, this issue, um, our research showed that um, not only do we have to focus on increasing the pool of donors, but we also need to look at um, the best practices, um, the best 
uh, practices that can like that require the system to actually deal with the current number of potential donors out there. Um, so I, um, our take on this is that if we were to work at the system level, because Alberta does have the system in place, mm-hmm. we just need to augment it and optimize it. So if we were to work on the uh, systems right now, then we can, and with public awareness and education increase that area, then eventually may, we may be at a, at a level. Mm-hmm. Uh, but right now, the biggest concern is to optimize the system that's currently in place in Alberta. Do with what you have, okay, and, and, and try to make it better. Nike uh, Arbab Zada, thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. I appreciate you taking the time. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. So there you go. Nike Arbabzada, the the junior chair of the U of A Medical Students Association, pushing for some changes to the system in in the hopes of of getting more donors. Um, This is interesting. So in February 2017, the province said 330,000 Albertans had put their names in the Alberta Organ and Tissue Donation Registry, which launched in April 2014. But there were still about 600 residents, uh, Alberta residents, waiting for an organ transplant, thousands more waiting for tissue transplants. Um, In Alberta, the province says 2,500 Albertans register every week to become organ and tissue donors, with one organ organ donor saving up to eight lives, one tissue donor improving the quantity of life for up to 75 people. Now, when we come back... We'll talk to 18-year-old Noah Orchard. We told you about him a month ago. He just received the gift of life from an organ donor. We'll talk to him after this. Okay, so on the heels of that interview, talking about uh, these medical students from the University of Alberta and the University of Calgary, um, pushing to advocate for new strategies to educate the public and raise awareness about the need for organ donations. I want you to meet our next guest. Just over a month ago, he received a liver transplant. We first told you about 18-year-old Noah Orchard in the days prior to the transplant as his family tried to raise awareness about organ donation. We had his aunt Joan, or his grandmother rather, uh, Joan on uh, this show. Noah has cystic fibrosis and type 1 diabetes and needed a new liver to survive. He received that liver just a couple of days after we talked to his grandmother. Noah joins us now. Hi, Noah. Hi. How are you feeling these days? Uh, pretty good. Um, I just had a lung function test uh, just uh, a couple of days ago, and I was told that my lungs are the best that they've been in three years. Wow. That has to feel incredible. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure it has to do with, like, all the physio and everything afterwards. So tell us about, um, you know, this, the, the liver donation from, from, the, from, from having the surgery, your recovery over the past month from getting the new liver, Noah. Um, not too hard. I mean, it's obviously it's not, like, going to be a easy walk in the park, but, um, I mean, it's everyday physio like for five days a week and blood work every couple of days. But but you're out of the hospital that, now, right, yeah. Noah? Yeah, I'm an outpatient in the hospital. Okay. That must, uh, must, be, must, have, been, it must have felt pretty good to be able to go home for a little while. Yeah, yeah. 
So give us an idea, your thoughts. I'm wondering how much you actually thought about organ donation before you needed a liver at 18 years of age. I know that's probably not something that really any of us thought about, although, you know, cystic fibrosis, having cystic fibrosis, that's probably, you know, something that uh, some people have talked about around you. Um, Did you think much about organ donation before all of this? Um, I thought about it quite a bit. Um, I mean, I was told I'd eventually need some kind of uh, organ transplant. So, I mean, like lungs or... Uh, liver, spleen, or, well, I guess not spleen, but, um, yeah. Just, so, so you, quite a bit. yeah, so you had thought about it. Um, you know, yeah. I've been, um, I have a, I have a couple of friends, um, no, and I think uh, we've we've talked in the past at um, some of those motorcycle rides that we used to do and meet out yeah. at the hall out at Pigeon Lake. Um, and a couple of my friends have had uh, double lung transplants because they've had cystic fibrosis, and I know how very well um, things have turned out for them. They continue on to do very well. Yours with the the liver transplant again. You have cystic fibrosis. You also have type one diabetes and and uh, causing great grief to the liver. Um, and I'm sure you've probably thought, oh, you know what, I should really stop assuming what you're thinking or what you're not thinking, Noah. What do you want to say or what do you say to the person who signed their donor card to give you this gift? Um, I mean, it's like a great thanks to them. Uh, I mean, everybody should, if they can, sign their donor card. I mean, it saves thousands of lives every year. Like, it saves me. It's saves thousands of children and adults and gives them a new, like a renewed chance of living. Mm-hmm. Noah, what's next for you? Um, just you keep recovering and, and then what's going to happen? Uh, you get back to school. What are you going to be doing? Yeah, I'll probably go back to school and upgrade some courses and <clears throat> I'm planning on doing like uh, lab work, like lab assistant or something. Good for you. Well, Noah, we were so thrilled when we heard that you got that new liver and we're so thrilled that you came through the surgery as well as you did and that physio is going well. Thanks for taking the time to talk to us today. Yeah, thank you. Continued healing, Noah. Say hi to Grandma for us. Hi, Dan. Thank hi, you. Joan. You betcha. <laughs> okay, talk to you soon. Bye. Bye-bye now. That's uh, 18-year-old Noah Orchard who received his liver uh, just about a month ago. Yeah, you remember, Joan, we had talked to Grandma when they were looking for uh, a donor, and um, they were a little further down on a on a list and uh, got, got bumped up, and he had received a um, not a liver, uh, not a living donor at that point. We had been talking about the possibility of a, a living donor transplant because a liver um, can grow back after you um, transplant part of it. So anyway, good news for Noah, and he's doing well, and I've seen pictures, and thank you to uh, everyone who might have gone on the Alberta Organ and Tissue Donation Registry following that and uh, and signed up to become a donor. And again, so all you have to do is Google Alberta Organ and Tissue Donation Registry if you're interested and you haven't. Make sure you talk to your family about it as well. I know we sure have at our family and... Um, you know, give the gift of life. Know at 18 years of age has got a lot of years ahead of him now, thanks to someone uh, like you who has signed up to be an organ donor.
The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.